because it was boring. I almost fell asleep like three times. I, I don't, I mean, I don't think it was really that boring. I mean, maybe it was. You, do you ever feel like you're just hate watching the show? Like, like you respect the show, you love the show, but now you just hate watching it because you're, you're loyal. Uh, I mean, I guess it depends on the episode. Sometimes I hate watch it. I'm just like, no, I don't want to do this right now. It's the same shit. And it seems like that may have been the case for like maybe the last two, maybe last three episodes. We just hate watching it. It's it's funny because the the rookies really besides Amber B and Fessy, the rookies are really the ones that the show is focused on. Frankly. I don't think that's a bad thing. It's just a bad thing when it's focused on them and we're never going to see him again. Like, we're never going to see Jeremiah again. Aww. This is the first time I heard him talk since he's been on. Poor no, Jeremiah. He, uh, he hooked up with Tori, didn't he? No. No. See? See? Uh, listen, I get it. <laughs> we all look alike. We're two completely <laughs> different guys. No, no. He was, no, he was talking he to, oh, no, that was... That was yeah, Kels. that was the other oh, black man. guy. Nice. So, no, that's not. <laughs> he said the other black guy. I didn't say oh, that. Oh my god! No. Not you, Malik. I didn't say you said it. Okay. Oh. In my defense, in my defense, I could have just said any guy, and it might have worked in that situation. So. Oh man. Oh my god, Tori's not sleeping with everybody. Come on. I didn't, no. say, that. I didn't say that. But uh, if I could have said a name, I might not be wrong. Um. So back to what you said about like um, being disconnected from the show or anything like that. It seems like all the groups on Facebook I'm kind of on, like 90% of posts are, well, they're either about CT and how much everybody loves him. And then comments are like, he's not that great, which shut up, everybody. You're fooling yourselves. Um, or second, like, first of all, CT has like a full character arc. Like if this was an anime. He would be everybody's favorite character, like, because he grows. <laughs> <laughs> um Second, though, it seems like most of the posts are just, like, hating on the show for, like, too many rookies, too overproduced, that elimination was lame, the daily was bad, why is Ashley always mad? Like, it's always, like, seems, like, more negative than positive, when, like, in reality, like, I turn on the show, I had to do some shopping today, and I didn't want to be one of those crazy people, like... Holding up my phone. I can't even see my phone. That's cool. Holding up my phone while I was watching. <laughs> so I just had my headphones in, had my phone in pocket. I listened to the episode for the first like 30 minutes and I still enjoyed it. Last thing. You're talking about a lot of coverage on the rookies. This reminds me. So I kind of saw like um a like this was like a, an interview with Wes. I'm not I don't remember which where he was interviewing at, but I just listened to an interview from Wes because he's my favorite challenger on the show. And so I kind of try and track all his interviews down. And one time he was telling me about how um how like he got his big start and how he got to always come back was because on fresh meat, they kept sending him into elimination and he turned and talked to like Theo and like Theo Vaughn and like whoever else was there. And he goes, you know, if you guys keep sending me into elimination, this entire show is just going to be about me. And then I'm always going to get to come back and take all of your guys' spots on future seasons. And they were like, Oh, and they stopped sending him in. Cause it was every episode was like, let's talk about Wes. West in the daily, West in elimination, West shit talks. Back to West again, episode two. Like that's all it was. And so, yeah. I mean, West was real savvy of... about that a lot earlier than a lot of people was. Uh, and West and Bananas is some has been some of the best guys on it. And it's funny because CT has this amazing longevity, and he has not used that uh, topic. I mean, there's been plenty of seasons where he's the talk of town, but CT has almost never has come off as somebody who's doing stuff just to get TV time. 
Or maybe he's just so good at it, we can't tell. Bananas brought a bobblehead of himself. That's That's marketing. marketing. Jinx. (laughs) So, so CT falls in that special category, though, of... um, of like a stereotypical 1980s like jock, you know, like big guy that is intimidating and everything, but is attractive. And so like that archetype that he fills, he doesn't have to ever be boasting about himself. I mean, he does when he was drunk back in the day, but he never has to. So like that's kind of why his longevity stayed when like Bananas and West, realistically, they are they're jocks as well. They don't really fit that stereotype as well as CT or Landon or Darrell. And that's the reason why, like, a lot of these guys can stay on for long term and are lifelong. I don't know. Isn't that kind of weird that the guys that put in the most effort in the show to, like, help grow the show, grow the brand, are, like, 50-50, Wes and Bananas. You love them or you hate them. But guys like CT, Darrell, Landon, who are just kind of there to be big muscle, bully people around, everybody will die for. I do love me some CT. I love CT yeah. from before. I love CT in the middle. I love CT now. I love everything that has to do with CT. I'm sorry. I always have. Maybe it's because he's sense. a hot meathead. And I, I, I just want to say this, and this is, this is completely from a point of I know nothing uh, about women, let's just say. And I <laughs> don't know how you think. But like for a lot of like I saw the, the demographic that watches the show the most is like age like, tw- like 29 to like 39 is kind of the demographic. So if we go back to when CT started, he was this young, wild, you know, guy that was attractive, big, strong. He was crazy. But like girls that are in their 30s now, back then would have been like, I can fix him. I can make him into something. And now they love him because it's like, oh, my God, he's so mature. He's a good dad. Like every <laughs> he girl, support me. <laughs> every girl likes a bad boy. That's the thing, at especially point, at yeah. a certain point in their age. You you want the bad boy. You want someone that's going to cause that drama and, you know, kind of keep your pace because it's just it's just a thing. Girls go through the phase. And I think CT has grown with the phase. He was the wild guy. Then he became the dad or, you know, the and now he's like the elder statesman, unk, happy uncle kind of situation, you know, as yeah, one of the you, you, guys you called him today. He's had a full character arc. And we was able to watch the whole thing, which was really cool. But let's go ahead and bring the episode in. You guys ready? Let's do it. Ready. <clears throat> What's really good, Pasteurs? I am MTV Malik. He is Tyler Louder. She is Becky at Gift Master Bex. This is Love, War, Challenges. Totally fucked that up. That's not how I usually do it. But hey. Let's go ahead and keep it going. No, Today we are discussing. We're love war challenges. We're love war challenges. You got it right. I know. I, I usually say it earlier though. <laughs> he says. Just, I think he said it in later. the beginning and at the end. So it kind of went full yeah, circle. It's, it's okay. A hundred and forty episodes. It's okay if I miss one. Um, today we are discussing episode six of the challenge season thirty-seven: Spies, Lies, and Allies. Uh, this one was a real knee slapper, real heart stopper. This one. <laughs> Really ended on a cliffhanger. I mean, just amazing stuff. Uh, or were you guys bored? Bored, bored, I was bored. bored. It was I literally. Was bored. I even the drama was kind of boring. Like, I knew we were. I knew we was fucked when we got that A block. That A block drama was the absolute worst. And I'm just. Gonna, this is where I'm going to start it off at. Usually, I like to go chronologically. 
I'm not going to do that today. Uh, I'm going to be, I'm going to be a hundred percent honest. Um, I hate the whole Nani Casey thing. Fucking hate it. Hate it. It's not cute to me. I hate it. It's so much. Nani has a relationship every season. Like, no, you know what though? She has been good lately. The, the, think about it. In World of the World One, it was Chase. She hasn't been doing a whole bunch of hooking up. So the whole, you know, Nani's a whore thing is really out the window. And that's not really where I'm going with it. I just don't like this relationship. It doesn't fill me up with butterflies. or It's just not cute to me. I don't know. I don't fuck with it. I don't ship this. <laughs> well, the thing is, it looks... <laughs> The whole date thing, and somebody else brought this up, like Nani was dressed to the nines for a surprise date. Ain't nothing surprise about that shit. Production was out there for an hour and a half setting that bullshit up. And why do they get a special date night? What the fuck is so special about them? Uh, uh, Nani loses everything she's ever been in. Casey, Casey will probably win one of these uh, relatively soon, especially with Cam nowhere to be found. This might be her season to run away with. She's not going to go into elimination at all. She's the strongest female on the entire cast. Mm. That's funny. You say that that like Ashley and Tori's not there. Tori's, I guess, kind of subpar to me. I think she's kind of, she's over, she's overhyped. I mean, she's okay, but she's nothing, nothing really to write home about. Um, And I think Ashley, I think she's been kind of, I don't know, I love Ashley, but I think her emotionalness, the fact that people target her, that's kind of where she falls for me. Like, I feel like the minute this um, alliance with all the veterans happens, eyes are going to be right on Ashley and she's going to be gone. Yeah. Uh, All reality, once the veterans start turning on each other, if CT, Corey, Fessy, Nani and Tori aren't immediately targeted. Everybody just kind of fucking themselves. Yeah. A couple things that are right and wrong. So, um, I'm okay with the Nani and Casey thing because... Because you don't care. No, but like, but like we've seen this kind of develop for a couple seasons. So, it's not a fling. Like, normally for Nani, this is just like a bump in the road before the next bump in the road type thing. But... This seems like a legit relationship that is forming and it's been building for a couple of seasons. There've been teases in the off season stuff. And that's and bullshit because Casey has a girlfriend. Pam pointed out Casey. Not anymore. They broke up before they came. Why yeah. did they break up? But probably because of were, well, because Nani's a Nani's a, a, a lioness. She's just sees red <laughs> and just goes for it. Doesn't matter if it's somebody else's meat, it's her meat now. Um <laughs> is that more like a hyena? Yeah, sure. That's yeah. oh man. But um, and then and onto your Casey thing. Uh, Casey's not the strongest female. Um, Casey has always been gifted with strong partners her entire stay, or she's been protected through a Big Brother alliance. There's a reason why people try and get Ashley into elimination because she'll kick their ass in a final. There's a reason why they want to get Tori into elimination against somebody else, not them, because Tori will probably knock their heads off. I know Casey plays football. Tori's still bigger than her. I, I don't. I don't think the common denominator is like Casey is the best. Her and Emmanuel are maybe the best team since week one, and they haven't been dominating the entire show. Oh Jesus! Not at all. They cat. they had a couple of good performances. Oh, is that the cat? That was my cat. You should put it down. 
Leave my cat alone. I'm so, sorry. That's not the first time this cat has interrupted this podcast. If, Put it down. If I was, <laughs> if I was, if I was, if I was a female challenger, I would not be worried about somebody in a final that is only good in strength and endurance. Like if they can't eat and they can't math. And yes, I know I could have said they can't do math, but if they can't math, I'm not worried about them. They're not well-rounded and Casey's not well-rounded. I think the only way she'll win a show like a final is if a similar situation to the dual two with like Rachel, where like she's partnered with guys that are doing 95% of the work. And then at the end, she uses all of her energy that she saved the entire time to screw over Brad sorry, um, and just yeah. win. I know you're not dumping all over Rachel for the dual two. That's the that's the fucking truth, man. <laughs> like Brad, Brad dug everything out, and she waited. And Brad even said it there. Like she just waited, and as soon as they were done, she was like, "Thanks," and she sprinted out to the final. Oh man, yo, that'd be a great idea for a list. People like literally people who won from being carried most of the season. I mean, everybody loves Rachel and says she's super tough and strong, and I believe that is true, but. She's always partnered with good people. She's always in great situations. She's always with Mark. She's with Landon. She's with Evan. She's with Brad. Like, um, she she found herself in many of good situations. All right, let's go ahead and move on to this A block drama. As fucking blockbuster as it was, we got Huey freaking about going in. Josh is throwing dirt on Fessy to Esther. He's still sore about how everything went down. Uh. Funny because uh, we was watching a scene with Amanda wanting Fessy to apologize, you know, put everything to bed, get it over with. And Fessy is really dug in. Like, he doesn't feel like he's done anything wrong. And there's the KC90 date. And before that, we see Josh and Esther hook up. Okay. Quick question. Who threw up in the mouth a little bit after that? Oh, Josh and Esther thing. Oh, Didn't really no. see that coming. Nope. Nope. Josh is, Josh is turning on to Team Good Guys. And I am full Josh this season. I am fully behind him. He has all my support this season. Nothing he can do this season is wrong. I'm on Team Josh. I don't even give a shit. Like I'm, I'm not. I'm there. Listen, I'm not even Good mad at him. you. Josh is really coming into really coming into his own this season. And the thing is, do I hate Josh? Yes, but but I am always open to change my mind when I get new information. And for all of the reasons why I find Josh annoying. He's not doing it this season. We don't see a whole bunch of crying. He is still emotional, but everything he's been emotional, but everything he's been emotional about this season was on point. He's he hasn't been needlessly emotional. He blew up Fessy's whole spot on the thing, and I didn't really see emotional. I saw passionate and I saw hurt. And I could vibe with that. He's not making dumb game moves. He's being loyal. All of those reasons of why, oh, Josh sucks, we hate Josh, it looks like he expelled most of that, and he's playing a great game. Do I think he has what it takes to win this whole thing? Probably not this season, but I would be wildly disappointed if we don't see him in the final. I, I personally agree that Josh is definitely playing a much better game. Whether or not he's going to end up on Team Good Guy, or if this is just kind of how it's being edited who knows i'm giving it I'm, I'm giving him a shot but i'm leery because josh has not known to last the distance so i guess we'll kind of see if he can make it this time or if he falls right. short again and, and that's kind of what i'm saying put this bottle <laughs> and that's what i'm kind of <laughs> that's what i'm kind of saying all of those reasons why we rag on him 
it seems like he's learned from them. He's doing a lot better. He's playing this game like a true challenger. And all reality, that's kind of all I really want from the challenges. I'm going to like who, I'm, who I like. I'm going to hate who I hate. But I see Josh playing a much better, a much tighter game. I'm actually very, very proud of him. I'm still blocked by him on Twitter, which I'm 100% okay with. <laughs> we, can, but we can fix that. No, we can fix that. We can fix that. I don't think he wants it to necessary. be fixed. <laughs> no, it's, it's, no, it's okay. because because I think he's the type of guy that would love to repair a relationship and build with the community because the more positive light he's seen in, I think the better. And I think if, I don't know, that's just me. I think he's that type of guy that's not like, fuck that podcast. I'm done with them forever. Like, I don't think <laughs> well, he's like that. I don't think he don't realizes think he he's on the podcast or even pays attention to us. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm but... just saying though, the challenge community, like I'm sure, I'm sure some of these people like, Hey, I'm not a fucking tool bag. Please stop dogging on me on every comment. Like, um, <laughs> I, I remember that time you tried to fuck Amanda. <laughs> That's what I was going to talk about. Isn't it weird that Amanda's trying to connect her Eskimo brothers uh, together to come back and like, unify? I, I don't know. Th- I don't think Josh smash. I know, but it's like what Amanda? Say, like, yeah. like, like we we talk he about how he tried to so often. We talk about how he tried to so often. I just like to believe that he already did, and that she was just trying to play it off because she had something about you know. Because think no. about why would he be so comfortable just like saying all those things if they didn't like in the hotel room before. <laughs> And God, then she I, found out about him and was like, never again. I wish I had that video pulled up so I could just show everybody about, uh, you know, I'm definitely going to splice it in. <laughs> so I'm, you know what? Actually, I'm going to put my marker right here. I'm going to splice it in right here. You need to chill the out before challenges. You're too stressed. I'm realizing with our team, something's not working. Oh, you're just now realizing And that? I'm realizing that you it's lose our- lose every challenge. It's our communication. But also, I think that there needs to be, I'm a very affectionate, passionate, like, I need, <laughs> I need, like, the female touch. <laughs> I need. <laughs> I'm doing a little bit of flirting with Amanda. I think that she's hot, but not only that, the way that she carries herself, just her sex appear, her confidence, um, she drives me crazy. There's so many girls in this house. Go hook up and get massages. Yeah, but I'm trying to build my team dynamic with you so we can become a better team. I can't. It doesn't benefit me to give them good when I can give you good Disgusting. <laughs> potentially help us with. I think the situation is that we're both sexually frustrated and you are not at all. Josh is just more of like a brother to me. Like, he's really emotional, he's young, and he's, too, he's a little too nice. Why don't you kiss me to shut me up? That'll probably stop me from talking. Ew, because then I'll throw up. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Love War Challenges. What's good? Uh, How's it going? This is uh, Derek. Derek Kaczynski. So this is Polly, and you're listening to Love War Challenges. What up, Malik? This is Cara Maria. This is a shout-out to the Love War and Challenges podcast. You're totally awesome. Love War Challenges. For anyone listening to this, they're at LWC Podcast. World's most dangerous podcast. So uh, let's go ahead and get into this daily. Today's daily is going to be called Turning Agents. This, I mean, I've watched every single episode of the challenge at least once. Most of them I've seen probably at least three or four times. The first three seasons are a little bit harder to watch because the quality is so bad. This is by far one of the worst fucking dailies I've ever seen. There's nothing redeeming about it. Yes, everybody had an awesome time being strapped to a car, but we can't see what they're doing. 
we can't see how they're doing in relation to everybody. The only heads up we got was uh, when Emmanuel and, uh, and I'm finished, you're like, oh, that was fast. Yeah, that was fast. That was fast. It's terrible. I, there was, at this point, I usually like to go through like, hey, you know, what were some of your favorite moments? What did you like? What did you dislike? I couldn't find any moments that I liked. What about you guys? I mean, it looked like they were having fun. I, I mean, I, I give it to the challengers. I mean, I saw CT at one point pretending he was Superman uh, on top of the car. Uh, but yeah, it was pretty like we couldn't get in the moment with them. It wasn't like super like biting my nails on the edge of my seat. Exciting. So, yeah, I don't. I, I I found it boring. I found it really a worthless, not like they hyped it up so much that it was just a letdown. Yeah. Um, I knew it was bad because I ended up playing a game of Clash of Clans during it. And I was like, a uh, Clash Royale. And I was like, ah, oh, shit, I'm playing Clash Royale like during the challenge. That's how I know I suck. Like, I'm not even going to uh, know who won. <laughs> Tyler, tell us how much you hated this thing. Cool concept, poor execution. Um, I feel like this is the time, like, when when you, <laughs> here's the thing, like, we're kind of flip-flopping right now, to be honest, we're doing, like, a Marie right now, um, and what we're doing here is, like, a couple weeks ago, we were like, oh, man, it was, uh, it was too complicated, there's too much going on, and now it's like, oh, it's too simple, because really, that's all it was, it was like, sit here, look for numbers, enter numbers, done, that's all it was, but it was like, you're kind of going to be... If they ever needed to add more elements to a daily, it was this one. Like it should have been, you're on other ends. You have to get down and you have to race to enter in your code or, you know, something. That's what I thought they had to do. Like Like, I thought they they had to spin. They could have got dizzy, got the numbers, stopped the car, make them run, do the puzzle somewhere else where they have to figure it out and talk to each other. You know, it just, it, it just didn't work. Like get creative. And, like when you get your numbers, unstrap from the car and barrel roll off or something. Like yeah, just, you know, do a front flip. Something. It was, I don't know it, if there's that many people who are that athletic. Like, can you see Big T Nelson. doing a barrel roll <laughs> off of a car? <laughs> Nelson running is always epic, though. But I just I I think the problem with this was is that there was you, you know what they should have done since it was so simple. There should have been heats where it was a legitimate tournament. And that's what you should have done. And like added a number each time they had to get. So first round is first to four, find five. Then at the final two people, you have to find eight numbers and remember them. That would have been better. But otherwise, uh, this is one of those dailies where we uh, we pack it up. We uh, tape the box and we put it in storage. And we just, it's just, it's there. <laughs> yes. Hopefully we never really have to come to this again. And that's going to... We are going to zoom. Right it's like they're episode. running out of ideas. Like it's no, you know what? I, I don't know. I mean, doesn't a whole team puts this stuff together? A, a whole team gets together. They and and they have practice runs. They have testers, and apparently they have like like eight testers. So they're filming this to see how to film it. So when it's actually done, they already know what they're doing. And at the end of that, somebody was just like, yeah. This is it. And that's kind of disappointing because it's like you have people there to look at this and make sure that this stuff is supposed to be visually appealing. But here's the thing, though. When they were doing that, remember, if you saw our preview for next week, we have a hall brawl. So maybe they didn't know that production was Bynum Murray was going to cut it on an hour long episode and not give us an elimination. And they were like, it's okay. This daily is kind of easy and simple. We're going to have a headbanger of an elimination to hype up the show, you know, kind of balance the show. 
I'm just saying because like that's, that's when they're producing it, when you're writing a script, you don't know that they're gonna rewrite it and cut it off there. Right. And and I'm okay with that. I'm totally okay with that. What I'm not okay with is if you're gonna do something like that, at least have, you know, this episode to be drama filled. Of course, things get a lot more spicier at the end, but really, you could have all the whole entire episode from the beginning of the episode up until we get spicy at the end. You could have put that whole shit in, in one segment. That could have been your A block because A block is the longest block, in my opinion. Anyway, yes. moving yeah. on, club night, nothing happens. <laughs> no, a- Emmy's a singer. I had, I had, Emmy's no idea. a really good singer. Like, it's not that surprised. she's just a singer, but she's. Good. I was like, I was like, one, she can carry a tune, and two, the song is kind of a bop. And then MTV played it. I mean, shit, load of auto tune and melodyne, but acapella. it sounded okay. It sounded like a bop. She she sung a cappella, and singing a cappella is hard because you're you're really in danger of ruining everything with this one, you know, miss note. So I think. She also, really, really thought it was a great moment because, you know, she's just like, well, I might go home. And then, she, you know, she's going to bring out the song uh, for her friends. It endeared her to everybody. I think, you know, kind of made her more likable to people that maybe weren't bigger fans of hers. Myself being one of them, I actually found her very likable uh, like after Amy. that. But my favorite thing is everybody immediately after the song, everybody was getting on Tori. Like, like Tori could never. How could MTV <laughs> couldn't do this for Tori's career? Tori's big man. No, they did. They did. They did. On on Are You the One? She had a rap battle and she roasted the shit out of whatever that dude is now that is irrelevant. And then it was it was yeah. I, um, I don't watch Are You the One. I've I mean, I never did, seen because I watched it because a I like I like love shows. Um and B, Aww. um I just I don't know. Not like not like but like I I hate ABC. Just so you know. Like ABC you. is the worst TV channel in the world for He's like, shows are you the for one? Me. Are you the ones cool? But fuck the Bachelor. <laughs> fuck the Bachelor. <laughs> I was like, wait, are you watching the Bachelor? No, but like the I are you the one though? When I started seeing competitors go on from the challenge, I was like, I should probably watch this to get more background. Um, it was really because like Devin, Nelson, Tori, like Cam, like or like season three was just on fire. So I watched season three because I loved all the people that came onto the challenge, and then I was like, I'm gonna go back and. I'm gonna watch all of them, and then it—I don't know—I just kind of liked it. It kind of yeah, fell uh, off at the end, yeah, because it's the uh, same thing over and over. Yeah, but are you the but are you the one gave gave us some legit people? I mean, we had Cam, we did get Nelson. Uh, real, I mean, uh, Cam De- went Demetrius on the... Link. Sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry, sorry to cut you off. Real quick, Demetrius Link, best podcast in the challenge world. Hmm. Love Becky, Malik, and Tyler. Love. Hey, I'm on there. I never get on those things. It's always like, oh, yeah, Malik, (laughs) Becky, Tyler's a sexist. Like, that's how it is. Tyler hates women. (laughs) Um, One thing I wanted to talk about everything is, like, I feel like I don't think they really needed to hype up Emmy that much because, to me, she's just the female version of Turbo. It's, like, all she is. Like, she says things that are funny in an accent and she's always over dramatic, and she's pretty good in challenges. Turbo like, was not <laughs> over dramatic. No, he used you know to what? do a freaking anime. That's not power. dramatic. No. That's he, entertainment. He, he, oh my! Oh he, my. he was doing the most. You know, somebody said something fucking hilarious on Twitter. They said Emmy has a uh, dyed hair, 
uh, she talks about how she was bullied and she's only one horse away from being Carmen Maria. <laughs> and I was fucking dying. That shit was hilarious. <laughs> I don't know who was... said that, but whoever said that, was, that was gold. I was going to say that actually is kind of funny because I actually kind of thought it for a minute when she was talking about being bullied. I was like, oh no, does she have a horse at home? But uh, I was going to say Cam specifically went on Are You The One specifically because she they she knew that the people were pulling for the challenge. So she was hoping to get that, pulled. But that's not even the first person. I mean, because you see now on Big Brother, the challenge comes up almost every season. Now. Oh, yeah. Somebody always just says, oh, yeah, you've been watching the challenge? Because they all know. I mean, the challenge is dope. There's a reason why it's been on for 37 seasons. I mean, I have totally thought about applying for Survivor just so I could maybe get pulled onto the challenge. And here's the crazy thing about it. I hate the outdoors unless <laughs> unless unless I'm like with my kids because they're having fun or I'm kicking a ball. I hate being outside. I hate That's camping. Weird. You're from East Dakota. Like, don't, um, isn't it all of it outdoors? First of all, first of all, you're from you're from East Coast, Texas. So whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Eastern Eastern. What, I don't even know. But anyway, Southern, Southern Kentucky. Get out of here. <laughs> The all of Kentucky Southern. <laughs> I'm just saying below Kentucky. But um, but no, I mean I, I just I hate the outdoors completely. Like like anytime it's like, hey, let's go camping. I'm just like, yeah, let's yeah. Somebody asked me if I would do Survivor, I'd be like, I would lose a lot of weight even more because all I would eat was rice. Because I don't eat seafood, so I would definitely die. <laughs> I would do terrible because I need to eat. And I would just go around big dunking other people's food. Like, what are you about to do about it? I would just I would just be a bitch the entire time and be like, I'm so hungry. <laughs> I'm like, wasting away into nothing. You know what? <laughs> One one interesting thing one interesting thing that did come out, it seemed like uh Esther and Josh did go public during club night when I guess they made out on the dance floor. Yes. And that got fessy all in this field. I think that wasn't wasn't he sitting on a couch? Yeah, but but it was in during the club. Like club night. No, no, it was at the bar never, and club night. They were like I've never, against the bar. I've never been to a real club, so I don't know about like what couches are with like a dance floor as well. It seems weird. And but they weren't a, on a another, couch, they were by the bar. So that happened during club night. And of course, and, and and this really ticked me off because at this point we got everybody, you know, Josh and Esther come out and then everybody is sitting around talking shit about Amber. Oh, she's so fake. She's always telling people she's nice and she plays a straight game. The Amber B hate is some of the biggest bullshit. She has literally not done a single fucking thing to anybody. She has not played a dirty game. She has gotten lucky at points, but luck didn't drag their ass across that fucking finish line. She got paired with CT and rode that and rode that train to till the wheels fell off. The amount of hate that Amber B is getting, um, and mostly from other females, because most of the guys don't care, is fucking despicable to the highest degree. Everybody's ganging up on her and everybody's throwing hate on her. For what? It's for it what? has it has to come straight from Fessy, because here's the thing. I doubt they watched last season because if they did, you'd be like, oh, yeah, she was backstabbed. Oh, yeah, she is loyal. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm just saying, like, the one I, I guess there was one girl she sent in against herself um, in that hall brawl, but that's the name of the game. Like, you get that opportunity. You know what I mean? But, like, really, other than that, like, she, Big Brother was her number one last season, and she rode them all the way in that alliance until they backstabbed her. And now here she is again, like, you know what? I'm going to forgive Fessy. I'm going to work with backstab. 
And they can't say it's not a backstab. And here's the problem. I know that it's not coming from, it's a, oh my gosh, this is so bad. I should know this. What's her name? Rena? Rona? Rona? Berna? Berna. Oh, Berna. Berna is CT's partner. So <laughs> I, I know like, she's what? not hearing it from CT saying that Amber isn't loyal or anything because she's, you know, so it has to be coming from Fessy. Fessy is partners with Esther, who is friendly with, I feel like, all of the rookies. So I feel like at the end of the day, she's defending Fessy um, and therefore going after Amber. We saw it when Amber called him fake or whatever. And he's like, don't call my partner fake. You know, so I, I get what she's trying to do, but I think that she needs to until she knows the full story you're talking on no knowledge because at the end of the day fessy backstabbed not just amber b he backstabbed nelson as well so it's not just one person that he's done this to and nelson said this there's a reason why they call him messy fessy that's just the way it is he's gonna be on this show for a long time yes he is Yes, he's just too good. He's just too good. He is good, and being hated is not the worst thing. Uh, We got Rain. What's up, Rain? Good to see you again. I was gonna say, Amber was Big T's was in Big T's alliance last season, and Amber was quietly working with Big Brother. Big T is probably the only one who could feel some kind of way about Amber. And yeah, she doesn't like her, but she's not leading the fucking train of getting everybody to uh, to go against her. It's definitely coming from Fessy. And it's kind of sad because she won last season. And then she was, and like you said, she was willing to make a man. She was willing to work with Big Brother. For, everything's forgiven. And they got backstabbed again. She's hurt and she's betrayed. She has every right to feel that way. And everybody clicking up on her and trying to shit on her. Um, it's 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 ridiculous to me because she hasn't done shit to anybody. If anything, there's somebody you want on your side. She's already fucking won. The first Big Brother winner could never take that away from her and did a hell of a lot more than everybody who's fucking bitching about it right now. Listen, I saw Club Night and I saw the pip, 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 in the background. I was like, oh, she's about to get jumped. Oh, she's about to get jumped. And in this game, it's not necessarily about physical jumping. She's about to get attacked by multiple females. I knew it was going to happen the minute I saw how much shit they were talking at the club. No, I feel you not. And and that might be because uh because she won last season, they may be viewing her as a threat. But if you but if you are viewing her as a threat, would you say? I said just say that then. Don't be like don't be like, oh no, she's flaky. Be like, no, she's good. Yeah, exactly. But if she's such a big threat, why aren't you treating Ashley Tory and Nani this way? We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Love War Challenges. What's good? Uh, how's it going? This is uh, Derek. Derek Kaczynski. So this is Polly, and you're listening to Love War Challenges. What up, Malik? This is Cara Maria. This is a shout-out to the Love War and Challenges podcast. You're totally awesome. Love War Challenges. For anyone listening to this, they're at LWC Podcast. World's most dangerous podcast. They, they are, even though Amber won last season, they are much bigger threats. Literally, they're all bigger than her. It's funny you bring up Tori's <laughs> name because if we leave club night and we get to the house, Tori is being an idiot and is like, hey, Pizzagate, not Pizzagate, whatever. It's Pizzagate um, 2.0. <laughs> yeah, Pizzagate, Pizzagate is like a great memory for me. Hey, 
you want a piece of me? Like that is hilarious. <laughs> Marie throws a whole pizza on Brad while he's in bed with, with um Q- QAnon totally messed messed up Pizza Gate. But the problem here is that there's supposed to be a vet alliance, and we're like, okay, Fessy and Amber might go for each other, but we're still a vet alliance. And then Tori and Corey are like, let's keep getting the vets to fight. Hey, let's get Amber mad. We know Josh will come in. And Devin's sitting here. He's like, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) We're playing pool. You're eating pizza. Shut up. We're good. Well, Corey said it. He's like, the house is too quiet. I'm bored. I mean. No, no, 100% right. It is so fucking boring in there. They have to shake shit up. This is what happens when Johnny Bananas isn't around. Because Johnny Bananas... It, it doesn't seem that way as viewers, but I'm pretty sure in the house, he's a lot more subtle when he comes to stirring shit up. You know, he, oh, he's, he's, like, he's like the little devil on the shoulder, just whispering shit, the power of influence. These guys are so fucking heavy handed when they try to do shit. I mean, it, you could tell how much they're missing bananas orchestrating this shit on the inside. Well, see, I was. I know at the end of the day, Amber was waiting for the opportunity to confront Fessy. This whole pizza situation. Two fucking episodes to do that. Well, I think she was waiting for the right opening to really go in. And honestly, I'm the kind of person, too, that kind of lets it, like, fester until I'm just like, (laughs) oh, you want to talk shit? Fessy and Esther's team name. Well. Okay. <laughs> ah, there we go. I didn't even get that. Well done. That's what we're going to call him from now that's on. That's a good one. Hashtag Fester. But anyway, you know, I'm the kind of person that's very much the type of person to let it like sink in and then I get madder and madder and madder and then I just blow up. So I think that's kind of what happened with Amber is this was the straw that broke the camel's back and she decided to uh, explode all yeah, over Fessy. But- this whole mess was orchestrated and you're also, and Tyler, you said it best. We're all supposed to be in this alliance. We're all supposed to be working together. Why are you starting shit between the vets? And the thing about it is, uh, as interesting as the season, past the vet drama, which, you know, permeated itself inside uh, the War of the World series, here, it's, it seems stale. It seems to it's not fresh anymore. We've heard it. We've been had it. This is what kicked off the whole rivals thing. And then we got a whole dirty, you know, the whole dirty 30 trilogy. It's it works, but they gotta start changing some shit up. I mean, changing everything into the into, into the spies theme, it works to a certain degree. But the fact is, old school vet drama rearing his head back into these new seasons doesn't kick the same way it used to. I think it's the people no. who are doing it. Like sometimes it seems very. Um, I, well, I, the best way of saying it is it just seems very fake and very like overblown. Like they're doing it for camera time. So yeah. um, I have a theory. Ahead. I have a theory. Um, whenever we get these like weird titled seasons, I believe it's because they didn't get the proper cast that they want for a specific type of theme because like, realistically like dirty 30 is perfect because 30 dirty competitors it's simple that's a very easy one but rivals if you don't got rivals paired up and you can't even like fabricate like yeah he drank his water one time you can't even like do that like you have to be like all right let's call it war of the worlds like let's you know like let's just we can't get these eight people let's bring in eight random people from across the world like i think that's how these things happen i don't think it's like Hey, we got to have a crazy theme every year. 
but then again, I could totally be wrong because maybe they're trying to combat Survivor because Survivor has went through themes like crazy in the the 30s of the range from like 31 to like 40 has all been pretty themed. So maybe because, you know, Viacom. So. Right. And, and sometimes the generic themes work pretty well. The Inferno, the Gauntlet, they're themes, but they're not themes that's, that's really going to limit you in cast. Then, you know, once you have those, then you could do something like, you know, good guys versus badasses or something like that, or see how it shakes up. The easiest thing for them to do right now is we're bringing in a whole bunch of people from all over the world because they're cheap as shit. They're cheap. Here's another thing that we have to realize about this is that the name of the, the season isn't actually the name of the season because we can break it down. Like, realistically, Final Reckoning was Rivals 4. Like it was Rivals 4. You were paired with somebody that you hated. Simple as that. We get here and we see Spies, Lies, and In Disguise. Um, <laughs> challengers, <laughs> challengers like to lie. Um, you know, we get a Fresh Meat 3. That's what this is. A Fresh Meat 4 because War of the Worlds 1 was a Fresh Meat. It and was a Fresh Meat. War of the Worlds 2 was essentially a, a gauntlet where it was veterans versus rookies. Like... They're mm. naming it different, but it's the same themes that everybody's always loved. So when we get all these fans that are like, man, I wish it was like the good old days. Well, it, it is, but it is, but we can't it's call just it disguise. The yeah, we can't call it the Infernal Seven because that's just it's too much. There's a reason why the Fast and the Furious change their name every time, you know, because we've seen other franchises do multiple Friday the 13th, part 72. Okay, we, we get it. We get, we get it. it. We get it. We get it. <laughs> Jason Stabby Stabby. Got it. Yeah. I mean, there's well, only so yeah. many things you can do, <laughs> I guess. You know, Sorry, this uh, th this episode is very kind of like, nah, there's yeah, not much no. going on. So I'm trying to draw this out a little bit so you don't <laughs> no, have no, a 20-minute no. podcast. It was very no, dry fine. this season. That's fine. We, we, we actually was able to bring this out to about 42 minutes. Go us. Let's go. Um, before we get out of here, I definitely want to talk about Esther. Esther is somebody who uh, I like so far on this show. I get that Esther was trying to defend her partner and look out for them. But Esther was 100% completely out of line. Um, Amber is 100% validated in how she feels about the way she's been treated, which has been poorly by most of the cast, even worse by the people who's supposed to have her back, uh, which is the Big Brother Alliance. Esther exacerbated the situation. Um, she threw a drink, which, I mean, I, I don't want to be a bitch about it, but it pretty much fucking assault. She was 100% completely out of line. And just in the fashion that it was, because sometimes we could, like when Josh threw his drink at Swaggy, okay, Josh is being, you know, a bitch for camera time. Not really. But this this stuff is kind of nasty. And it was, the way Amber has been treated has been completely nasty. And Esther was 100% fucking out of line. Antonio's watching. Antonio who? Antonio Bananas. Hey, what's up, Antonio? The eighth grader so, I talked so, about earlier. The, the eighth grader we talked about. <laughs> the baby. We got a spot for you right here whenever you feel like you're jumping um, back. Are you going to join you? us at one point? Jesus. We were wondering Sometimes where soon. you disappeared to. You got hey, kidnapped. Hey, get him in the call so we can do our outro. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. See if he remembers. Um, but, you, but Tyler, you were saying. So to me, throwing a drink at somebody is a bitch move. Because essentially, you want to hit them. That's how mad you are but you're too afraid to actually cause contact. So you throw something. In my opinion, it's a lesser version before anybody like gets at me. But this is the same thing as like 
you know, yelling a racial slur at somebody or being homophobic out loud to somebody. Like you're trying to get them so mad to a point of anger that they punch you or do something on it. And in my opinion, that's a weak move. It's a weak-minded thing. I'm not saying it's as bad as calling somebody a racial slur, but it's the same. Right, you have you. the same intent behind it. That's what it is. You're it's, doing it they because want a reaction. you want to piss them off and you want a reaction back. So No, I 100% feel you. When I, was, uh, when I was a knucklehead back in the day, my go-to move to get that reaction out of somebody would be to spit on them. Because once you yeah, do man. that, it's, it's, it's on and popping. Now, this isn't nearly as bad either or as completely disgusting but but the it's terrible it, is, it really is but the intent is still there uh 100 out of line and really when it comes to stuff like that they got to start treating it a little bit more serious this isn't the real housewives you can't just go around doing that becky i mean when you oh, look at it amber handled it so calmly and even with her fight with Fessy, she was actually very calm. Like, she was in between Josh yeah, she, she and, was doing some screaming. and Fessy. Well, she was screaming, but she wasn't like, she's not like Ashley level when she fights. Let's just be honest. There's there's different levels. Right. Um, and, and she's validated in her feelings with that. And, and honestly, I would not blame her for getting at that level. But it almost shows you a level of maturity that Amber has. The fact that she was relatively calm uh throughout this whole fight and it almost looked like a part of her was trying to calm it down and then all of a sudden she got jumped on by other girls esther started yelling i don't even know probably a bunch of girls started look like there was a whole semi-circle of like girl hate coming at her um and i was like i don't know what the fuck is going on but y'all need to chill you're not even in this fight so it's just i i give props to amber because if somebody throws water on me, I'm not a fighter, but I sure as heck will jump in your face and prompt you to actually physically put hands on me because I'm not going to throw a fist, but I'm going to make sure you do because you started this fight. I'm 100% with you. I think Amber handled herself with grace and class that we don't get to see a lot during the challenge. And really... I really kind of hope she gets a chance to go into a hall brawl, do something with somebody in elimination, and really so kick damn. somebody's ass. Because <laughs> some people got it coming. Yeah, but yeah, but if she has, I hope she flings she, one of these females. But if she has to go against Emmy, I don't think Amber can beat Emmy in a hall brawl. Mm, I think Emmy I has know. this. Like, I want to sleep, like, sleep on her. I'm just she saying, has experience I, now. I feel like Emmy has this like psychotic, a like, gamer <laughs> switch. Like when she's like in gamer mode. She's, She's like very a, animalistic and yeah. like... But that can be used against you. So Pam has a True. question. We can talk about yes. this. And I don't have a definite answer for it, even though I should. I kind of do. Uh, how many people have won on their first season? So if we're just... A couple. If, well, there's been a lot. If we're just going back to like... um, Let's go back to like fresh... Oh, yeah. Especially if we go back back in the day. Oh, well, way back in the day. That's hard we, because a lot of people still are There's a whole teams. rookie team that won. But if... Well, but the rookies are one or two... One or zero seasons. Right. So if we talk about starting at season 12, which is fresh meat, which is actually kind of like the turn of like team versus team, where we get different things where it's like pairs, singles, teams. You never know what it is. From that point, there's been 11 or 12 rookie winners. I don't remember if Frank... Um, the Frank from Las Vegas real world, if he was a rookie or if it was his second season. Um, but there's been, since then, there's been 11 or 12. 
I love the fact that you have that number. Sitting yeah, on the he top said of he wasn't sure. And if we go, <laughs> if if we go back, if we go back a couple seasons in there, I, I guarantee if I went and looked right now, I bet the number is probably closer to twenty total rookies that have won. Because on the gauntlet too, I feel like I feel like uh, probably like eight or six or seven of like those rookies were that was their first win right yeah so probably 20 right now i can say going back to season 12 it's 11 or 12 people well i can say ashley won her first season right on invasion nope that was her second season rivals three was her first season she's partnered with Corey. i think they got i think they got seventh place because they got knocked out by nate and christina in that little twisty pole thing I liked Christina. I don't care what anybody says. Mm, she was I okay. I thought she would have been great. I miss, she was okay. I miss, she she, she didn't perform great, but she definitely kept shit live. I miss Nate. He was the original Josh. Nate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, all right. So not much more to the rest of this episode. We did end on a cliffhanger. We do have a hall brawl coming up. But I'm telling you, that hall brawl better, better fucking deliver. Because if it starts going to a Switch format where we get the elimination at the top. You guys did this before, Butterman and Murray. We didn't like it then. We're not about to like that well, shit now. If you saw, the hall brawl has Bob Wire at the top, so it's going to be cool. Ooh. Maybe you know they'll what? have Pyro. This is what they should do. Put the Bob Wire in there and let them use it as they see fit. Now, now we definitely have something. Yeah, Cactus Jack around the corner. Get that Bob Wire Ooh. bat in the middle. <laughs> Yo, these are facts. Well... We're not going to hold you up. Cover the whole episode. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, if you have any questions, go ahead and hit us on our Twitter at LWC Podcast. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Love War Challenges. And the same on TikTok, which apparently we are really popular. Sorry, Tyler. I'm going to get right back on that shit. I got yeah. you. I got you. I got you. Make sure you check us out on YouTube at youtube.lwcpodcast.com. Make sure you go and subscribe. We should be having some more lists out there soon. Make sure you visit shopthechallenge.com to pick up all of your custom-made challenge t-shirt and jerseys. We also have a special edition Gamer Vev, the icon production's most favorite. Go ahead and pick up your your face. Uh, Pick up your special edition Gamer Vev t-shirt. Make sure you visit shop.lwcpodcast.com to get all of your LWC podcast gear. Uh, Did I miss anything? No. I'm I prop oh make sure you listen to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Deezer, TuneIn, YouTube, Spreaker, YouTube also. We're available on all of those platforms. We're available on your favorite podcast app. If That's you want to see the faces, us. go on YouTube. Yes. Thank you guys for joining us. Once again, I am MTV Malik. He is Tyler Louder. She is Becky at Gift Master Bex. This is Love War Challenges. Good night. Bye.